1: Welcome to the off-menu podcast, taking the champagne of conversation, adding the mango puree of humour, letting it stir in the glass, James, just letting it stir in the glass yeah. and creating the
2: Bellini of podcasts. That Ma- is a Gamble. Mango Bellini. That is a Gamble. My name is James A. Acastle. Together we own a dream restaurant and every single week we invite in a guest and we ask him their favourite ever starter, it main stir course, in the glass. Why dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. Let things stir. And this week, our guest is Steve, Steve Coogan. Coogan.
1: Steve Coogan. Yep. Just Steve Coogan, mate. Yep. Everyone knows
2: Steve Coogan. Yes. Alan Partridge. The trej. trip. Treasure. Philomena. Treasure. Yes. He is a treasure. Yeah. Absolutely. National. Yeah.
1: National thereof.
2: Yeah. Inter- international, really. Yeah. Yeah. Really an international treasure, though. I'm sure he would refute that. Yes, I'm sure he would. We won't. We won't ask him if he thinks he's an international treasure. Mm, we should, should probably start doing that with the national treasures, though. Yeah, to say to them, "Will you admit? Yeah, you're a national treasure." Now, Steve Coogan, obviously, a comedy icon. Yes, we're very excited to have him on. Very much so, and he's got a new book out. Yes,
1: there's a new Partridge book out. I think the the Partridge books and the Partridge podcast. Alan Partridge has been around for so long, creating amazing stuff. And somehow still hitting heights. Yeah. And this new book, I've I'm about halfway through the audiobook and it is absolutely fantastic. Again, uh, it's called uh, Big Beacon. It's about Alan uh, renovating an old lighthouse. Yes. Um, and it is absolutely fantastic. It's available in hardback, ebook, and audiobook, uh, and it's available now, published by Seven Dials. So do go and get that. That is a genuine recommendation from me. Oh, he's in Doctor Strange Love as well, James. The stage production of Doctor Strange Love, written by Armando Enucci.
2: Very exciting. Pretty I'll, cool. Yeah, one of my favourite films. Yes. So that's so exciting that they've that they've teamed up and they're doing that. I'd very much like to go and see that, head. Yes, me too.
1: And you've got a while until that starts, James, because mm-hmm. it's October 2024 at the okay. Noel Coward Theatre. So we'll, we'll, we'll set a date now. That's a date, baby. Me, uh, you and Benito. I'll put it in a diary. Yes, very much looking forward to seeing that. Um, it would be awful if we had to kick Steve out of the Dream Restaurant, though.
2: Yeah, well, every single week, Ed, there's a secret ingredient. And if the guest says it, we do have to kick him out. And we can't make an exception, even though it's Koog's. It's yes. Da- Danish Coug.
1: The Danish Koog, yes. Did Nish text you that?
2: Yep. Yeah. Nish texted me Danish Koog and, and said to Ed, Danish Koog. Yeah. Because Ed's got a joke where he says Danish Boog. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I know Nish said it because he's also texted me and sent a voice note of him, himself saying it. So, yeah. Uh, It would be a real shame we had to kick the Danish Coog out, um, but there is a secret ingredient that if he says it, we will remove him from the dream restaurant, and today the secret ingredient is
0: Toblerone.
1: Toblerone, Toblerone, uh, a very uh, famous food associated with Alan Partridge, because he eats loads of Toblerones uh, and drives to Dundee in his bare feet.
2: Yeah, so you would think that, well, Partridge would definitely be steering away from the Toblerones. Yes. But... You know, just Steve Coogan.
1: Did that part of the show come from his love of Toblerone? Is he going to yeah. pick Toblerone for his dessert, perhaps?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's tense times, it's but tense hopefully, times. hopefully we'll be in the clear. Fingers
1: crossed we're in the clear. This is the Off Menu Menu of Steve, Steve Coogan. Coogan.
3: Welcome, Steve, to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you very much. I'm um, <laughs> Wow, yeah.
2: Welcome, Steve Coogan, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time.
3: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I love the decor. It's very atmospheric. Um, I especially love the cables on the floor. post yes. nice postmodern industrial touch there. Yeah, well done.
2: That feels, feels nice. Yeah. seeing all the, the cables on the floor. Mm. Have you seen what they lead to, or do you would you rather not know?
3: Um, it's, well, it, it's a, a small uh, sort of mini lectern with yeah. uh, some sort of digital. Control box, yeah. which can, which has levels. I mean, I don't know if your listeners know. Well, can they can they see that on camera? No, they won't be able okay, to see that. Okay, well, the there's some technical stuff that you'll never see. and You're just going to have to imagine. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, we do need it. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. we need that. Yes. Steve.
1: Okay. We often ask people to describe what their dream restaurant looks like. Are you taking this actual room to be your dream restaurant? Uh, no,
3: I'm not going to do that because um, it's. I think it's going to be less fruitful, comically. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, was, that was, I was yeah. gently guiding yeah. you. Away okay. From I see. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know what? I, I, I've not thought about the interior decor. I'll tell um, you what I don't like. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just not keen on tablecloths. No. Yeah. No. I, it makes me feel like I've got to behave mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. or you, but I mean, I, and my assistant booked me a, 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 a snack between meetings and, and it was in a very posh restaurant with tablecloths. And I think it's something weird about sitting, in a restaurant with a tablecloth on your own,
1: yeah, especially for
3: a snack, yeah, just yeah, a just I a know. snack, yeah. So I went around the corner to um, one of the high street boutiques that uh, dispatch uh, quick food. But <laughs> I'm not going to help them and help their share dividends by mentioning them. But there you go. It was rather not. Yeah. But so
2: you don't want to say what your snack was? Uh, well, I just because uh, there might be some people listening. No, do you like, know
3: what I did? Okay, well, if I'm look, if I'm tra- traveling on the motorway and I need a quick snack and I want yeah. a lot of protein, I just get you know. A free range egg mayonnaise sandwich, and yeah. I remove two of the slices, so I have one big triangle, fat with egg rather than four slices with yeah. the egg. So, so you get more protein and less, and less, less less bread, more substance. Yeah, that's
2: a great hack. Yeah, well, yeah so it, you do one one <laughs> slice. What comes you do is you top. take you get the two triangles <laughs> yeah. par- in
3: parallel in the yeah. triangular box <laughs> that we're all familiar with now, and um, you just take two slices out and put yeah. the two lead and fat because what they do is they sort of they gather the food in the middle so when you slice it down the center it looks really full but actually if you pull the triangle off of the bread off yeah it's sort of centered around you know it's a bit dishonest a bit disingenuous. but um, but anyway that that's that's my quick snack thing um and i try to be Mm veggie-ish but it doesn't always work out you know if there's a roast dinner on the menu i can fall to pieces uh quite quickly but uh Yeah. yeah so so that's my that's my snack tip
2: I think I am actually going to do that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not even just saying that no. just for yeah. to make you feel good. Thank you. Thank you. Although you do feel good, don't you? That, knowing that I'm going to do it.
3: Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I'm all about practical uh, tips and practical advice. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean, and if if by the way, people listen to this and they think, because I'm sure they will, and I'm going to bring it up now because I guess you're going to bring it. Up, is, you know, is um, I do this character called Alan Partridge. <laughs> yeah. Um, that that was my segue into that 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 subject. Um, yep. that some of the things i say might sound a bit like him yes. that, uh, and that's okay yeah that's yeah, fine. that is okay yeah. i mean as you were it's saying certain. it,
2: i was thinking oh yeah i remember yeah. i read once that manminiucci would just um write down things you actually did and put it into the cap yeah that's that still and happens definitely but, that egg sandwich thing yeah one yeah, one yeah well things.
3: i do i do i'm mean, sometimes i say stuff as part that i mean i, I personally <laughs> have no problem with and then sometimes i say things that i find objectionable yeah so sometimes Sometimes Alan's right and sometimes Alan's wrong. Yes. That's I think the that's the simplest way. Yeah. It.
1: It's okay for your <laughs> personality to bleed into Partridge it when it's it's when it starts happening the other way around with the things you don't agree that Partridge says yeah. that they start bleeding into your personality that it might yeah. be the issue.
3: Yeah, but it, it it just it just wouldn't. I mean sometimes, you know, look mm. it's quite enjoyable because he's like a Trojan horse. When when I want to get things on my chest, see a lot of people go on social media, don't they? They sort of like Bang on about stuff, and they get stuck in a, a vortex of an argument with someone they don't know or care about, and it's completely debilitating, and a waste of their creativity. Mm-hmm. They, should, they should just shove it into their material. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I do. I mean, if I've got something to get off my chest, I just put it into the mouth of Partridge, and uh, knowing that if people go, that's not a very nice thing to say. I go, well, it's just the character. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> it's not me. It's him.
2: <laughs> and Alan's written a, written a uh, what, his first foray into fiction. Now uh, is that right?
3: Yes. It well, we did. I say we, I see, me and the Gibbons, and uh, I always make the joke that the Gibbons aren't an infinite number of monkeys. They're two brothers called Robin and <laughs> Neil Gibbons who helped me write Partridge. But uh, we <laughs> did, uh, yeah, we did, uh, we did a, a biography, and then we did a thing called Nomads, that was sort yep. of um, a, a, a sort of an account of a of a journey that he made. Uh, and this one is, yeah, it's a foray into. It's, it's semi-fictional, even in Alan's world. So it's a one level on from the yeah. fact that because 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 I hate to break this to you that Alan doesn't actually exist. What <laughs> he doesn't exist. He's not real. Mm. Um, yeah, we we'll the judge of that. A big uh, I know. Well, a big exclusive um, for the pod. Yeah, or maybe uh, maybe I don't exist and um, unfortunately it does exist. That's yeah. that's an interesting that to a ponder good twist. So we're about it's ten minutes right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, it's it's what is it? It's uh, it's called. Uh, I did the talking book. that's like a I'm talking book, audio book. I'm yeah. t- I'm sure my age. It's a talking book. <laughs> but, but anyway, I did that. I did my version of that uh, a couple of months ago, and um, I did laugh, uh, which uh, sometimes happens when when um, I revisit material I've forgotten about. Mm-hmm. But um, it's an Alan. Alan basically moves to Kent to renovate a lighthouse yeah. because uh, when we, when. Me mean, Robin, Neil, try and think of you know, an, an idea for, for the book. What we have to do is try and do something which we think is interesting and funny, and not the same old stuff, and also not something that's just that's sort of jumping the shark comically and then yes. ruining all the, the funny stuff we've done before. And you think, well, if we do, if we do this idea, that no, no critics can say, oh no, they've run out of ideas. Um, it's another one of those Alan moves to the Kent coast to renovate a lighthouse <laughs> stories. <Right? laughs> and also it's it's a dual narrative as well,
1: isn't it, which Alan's very proud of. And yeah. Yes, really proud
3: it, of it. it is. Uh, Alan, uh, yeah, Alan, obviously he's obviously discovered that you can do a dual narrative where one chapter's about one thing and the next chapter's about another thing and the third chapter's about the thing that the first chapter was about and so on to the end. Yeah. And uh, just explains it all for for um, people who are yeah, yeah. like himself. So uh, so yeah, it's uh, it, it's an account of that he thought. There's a very good sex scene. I'll we'll get to this about that. that uh, yes. I'm particularly proud of. Yeah, um, Alan describes you know uh, the sexual congress between him and a redhead uh, member of the opposite sex. A red, woman, a woman. He, he calls her case. Red. He called, she's called Red. <laughs> she has red hair, and he said he's always wanted to call a woman Red. <laughs> um, it gets that. It gets that opportunity in, in, the, in yeah. the novel. Yeah,
1: yeah. The sex scene is absolutely horrific. I heard that on the
3: audio book the other day. It's amazing. Yeah, you just have to sort of go for it, really. With all this stuff, you know, just hold your nose and jump. Yeah. I thought, well, we were both at a, a wedding once
2: where the uh, in the evening there was like uh, DJs or whatever, and people could like do the silent disco thing with the headphones. And yeah. I noticed that some some of them had a green light on it, and some of them had a red light on it. And it turned out there was a switch you could flick. And it was um, the first Partridge audio book. And people just listened to that at the wedding. At the
1: wedding. R- really? Yeah, yeah. There
2: was one, like, what?
1: music channel. And then wow. you turn, you'd look around the dance floor and some people were just stood there laughing and they were listening to the Partridge audio
3: book. Wow. Dancing to... <laughs> <laughs> That's... Uh, wow. Even needs to get out more. <laughs> uh, would you consider yourself a foodie, Steve? Um, well, I, um, I was talking to my daughter about this last night because she... I sort of have to... She can't. She's my counsellor so I, I don't think I did I think I probably am yes but I'm not I, um, I've, I've eaten in lots of different kinds of restaurants that sounds really bland doesn't it but I, I have eaten I mean in the very best poshest restaurants and the, the lowliest but I think I am a foodie uh, I didn't grow up as a foodie but I think I am but not not. I'm not a food snob though um, and people who describe themselves as foodies almost annoy me because they've used that word to describe themselves uh-huh. but um I like food. I yeah. can certainly say that. Yeah.
2: Uh, and you've eaten at loads of great – I mean, we yeah, you know, you a whole TV series of you eating in great restaurants.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when Rob and I, you know, we did four of those things, two on the BBC that everyone saw, two on Sky that hardly anyone saw, and they were equally enjoyable, all of them. But, um, yeah, we went around Europe, we did Spain, Greece, and uh, Italy, and uh, the UK. I really enjoyed going around the north of England, the lakes, and Yorkshire, and that sort and it's uh, italy probably the, the best but uh, yeah we had some very posh restaurants um i, mean, I remember in italy because they they're not quite caught up with the woke thing i don't think mm-hmm. as much as the uk and other european i mean on the menu uh, the men's all the men's menus had the prices on all the women's menus didn't have the prices on. oh wow yeah that's pretty uh that's mad unreconstructed yeah, yeah 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 i mean i was i was uh, appalled on behalf of uh, the opposite sex uh, well, really, neither yours or Rob's menu should have had the price, and just the production menu. Yeah, I know, I know. That's that's that is true. And the, some of the women were offended, uh, quite rightly, but they also didn't have to pay the bill. Yeah. So it's kind of win-win, lose-win <laughs> lose for them. Lose-win, <laughs> lose yeah. Um, Left phrase. So, <laughs> yeah, lose-win, yeah. lose lose-win. Um, uh, so, the, but but I, my abiding memory of those series is that because you're shooting a scene, you have to eat sort of three star dinners three to- uh, more or less. I mean you have to pace yourself because you spend eight hours slowly eating the same meal three times. Mm -hmm. You have to really, it's very hard to pace yourself when what's been put in front of you tastes amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And you just want to snaffle it all down but you you can't because you're going to make work for yourself later on. And um, the hardest thing of all is when they put the dinner dinner down at at the, because Michael Winterbottom, the director, would do things in reverse order. So, when he shot all the funny stuff, he just said, okay, I just want to shot of you now, the, the dinner being put down in front of you as if it's the first time. And you've already eaten it three times. Yeah. And you have to look at it and go, mmm, I <laughs> can't wait to eat this. And that's the hardest kind of acting at all. Because you, it's like when you go shopping around, uh, don't shop on a uh, on a full stomach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Or an empty stomach. Well, an empty stomach, we all know that, because then you buy rubbish, don't yeah, you? Because yeah, yeah. you're salivating. The, the worst is to shop on a full stomach. and Then you sort of just put a stick of celery in yeah. your basket. And, and then you go home and you're hungry again. And you haven't got what you, you need. But... um. With the uh, yeah, with the trip, Rob and I were just uh eating so much rich uh, food. So rich and, and interesting and all the rest of it. But after a while you start to crave really simple food because you sort of had this assault yeah. of um, you know Romanesque kind of orgy esque uh, kind of indulgence in food. And I remember when I was there I think, so having this craving for just a fried egg sandwich, you know, yeah. with just brown sauce on white bread and butter, just something really yeah simple because you'd have this assault of all these flavors. Yeah. yeah I completely
2: I've had that. that. Yeah. I've had that one, you know, you go to a fancy restaurant, it's a very special meal, and then yeah. halfway through I start thinking,
3: I wonder <sighs> halfway you know? through
1: the meal. That's
2: Yeah, yeah halfway through the meal, stuffing so I, I wonder if after this <laughs> could get
3: a burger from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, Let's <laughs> like, yeah. go to McDonald's or something. Yeah, I do like comfort food in front of the telly, but good 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 quality comfort. Food. Yes. So foodie wise, so I was that so my daughter did help me with go through this with um a pen and paper because she said you're going to be all over the place and you won't be able to focus properly so you've got to uh, hone in on on stuff. Do you think she was right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. she is right. She's, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'll be honest, I'm sort of, uh, I frequently buy posh ready meals. I mean, posh ones but they're still ready meals. Yeah. Uh, I buy them for two, even if it's just me, just so I feel like I'm not alone. Yeah, right? and, uh, just, right. even, and just leave half of it. <laughs> one for you, one for Alan. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, yeah. You leave half. You don't. Need imagine to if remember. I did that. If I, I, I at one half as me and then at the other half as Alan, <laughs> just because I'm such a method comic actor. <laughs>
1: do you? I mean, as yeah. we go through the menu, yeah. we can try and establish what Alan would have as well. We can. Yeah. Do, well, I think. Yeah. Any of your characters. Yeah. Well,
3: there's a Venn diagram of me and Alan. Uh, which looks like a sort of figure eight. But uh-huh. uh, some days that almost turns into just a single circle.
0: <laughs> and then other times it's like,
3: um, you know, a bottom. Yeah. There's two circles next to each other. <laughs> So but, 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 but there is there is definitely a uh, an overlap But I'm quite comfortable with. I mean, the old days I used to say I'm not like – I'm the opposite of him, but I'm not really. Uh, and also it's like, you know, he used to be that he was like very – right-wing and sort of daily mail reading sort of xenophobic blah 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 blah, blah. and that feels, feels very boring now what's far more interesting is him um, trying to be um you know uh, socially liberal but economically conservative like a sort of a trendy like like the fusion of tony blair and uh, david cameron the yeah. yeah. idea that they're kind of like call me dave kind of <laughs> um and and you know liking like david cameron likes the smiths but yeah isn't very keen on welfare or high or, or, or wants low taxation. So we, it's a weird marriage of, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, like a typical Smiths fan, they're into low taxation. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there is that. Alan's struggling to be host, modern, and enlightened and um, uh, woke uh, or, or as woke as he thinks he needs to appear to be to sustain mm, a yeah. career. It's yeah. far more enjoyable yeah. because uh, it's almost like it's a career decision because of, because of like culture wars, at the you can sort of, you can make a career decision. You, you can go, it can kind of really sort of becoming this sort of warfare and, and, and sort of the day they met the Tories at last conference really t- were trying to pick a fight about culture wars, but most people mm. sort of in the street just aren't, aren't asked yeah. about, I mean, one way or the other, to be honest with you, but they really want to pick a fight to try and try and say, look, the, you know, the left is really ruining everything. But, um, you can make a choice, can't you? So I think Alan's made the choice that it's better to on balance. There's not that many kind of daily mail um anti-woke kind of xenophobes in showbiz. Yeah. There aren't. There yeah. just aren't. You know, there's some, but not that many. And so I think he's made the decision to go, I'm gonna uh I'm going to go with the the woke brigade as a career decision. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm going to try and sort of get on message with all that. So that's quite quite good fun. Is there's a, there's, yeah. a, there's a bit in the book, not to give anything away, but where Alan's talking
1: about Me Too, and he's absolutely delighted about Me Too, so he thinks it's a great thing, yeah. but mainly because he sees that as a gap has been left open for him as a sort of non-offending white middle-aged presenter. Oh yeah, yeah. I
3: think he also says that. Um, he says there's no skeletons in his co- comment, and for full disclosure, he said he once touched Sue Cook's hair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we always start the meal with still sparkling water,
3: Steve. Well, uh, I have. if it's summer, I'll have very chilled yeah. sparkling water, but the rest of the time I'll have room temp tap water. Yeah. I prefer northern tap water to uh, the sort of lime scaly yeah. southern Tap water is means better. You got limescale. I grew up in Manchester. I yep. never had to descale a kettle till I was twenty something and came down south. Yeah. Um, I've got very many happy memories about not having to descale the kettle <laughs> in my younger days. <laughs> yeah. Um, did
1: you take it for granted at the time?
3: Maybe? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, no, I, think... I, did. I did. I did. And uh, you know, I come down and, I, and I, sometimes when I look in the kettle and see the limescale, I just think, well, oh, You know, what 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 did I make the right choices in life? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But anyway. So so uh, yeah. So still. And still in room temperature because if you want to warm your vocal cords up and mm. you're sort of performing mm. live, and I'm sure as comics you might poo-poo um, the idea of technical warm-ups. Yeah. Seems a bit sort of dandy-ish. Pathetic. Perhaps, yeah, pathetic. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah. No. Um, um, and sort of, but they actually are – I did go to drama school, so I'm sort of mm. half actor, half sort of comic, I suppose, and mm-hmm. – um, uh, and, and, they, they really do work and anyway going, I'm se- I'm going around itself, but basically cold water doesn't help you your, your yeah, vocal cords right. room temperature normal temperature is very good uh, so, to keep everything uh, working the start of this dream meal you're having room temperature water to warm up your vocal cords well no but I'm chatting. just uh, no, I'm just giving you some deep background yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to pad it out you know, <laughs> if you, you, you know you can decide what you keep in later I'm mean, just I'm just yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah. so um,
2: this is going out live Steve. ah <laughs>
3: Okay. Oh, well. So yeah, so that's that. Okay, what's the, what's Go next? Come on, look, 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 <laughs> Come on. I want to get really get into this now. So. pop or, uh, or
2: bread. Pop or bread, Steve
3: Coogan. Pop or Bread. Popdoms or bread. Well not not uh, pop uh, a if I'm in a curry house, I'll have pop a but yeah. generally no, I love uh, good bread. When I I love good bread, another controversial statement <laughs> from left-wing firebrand, Steve Coogan. But um, uh, yeah, I wonder what social media are gonna say about that. <laughs> right, um, so I was in uh, Spain in sort of a Catalan area of Spain with Rob uh, Brighton, I don't know 5 years 6 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember we had this bread in this I think it was one of these restaurants that that was like number 1 in the world in some list somewhere. Yeah. And um the bread and and the butter the butter was from the cows you could see the cows through the window in the field that the butter came from and it was this sweet fresh bread and this um it, I, i've never forgotten how yeah. good that bread and butter was but th- that's very interesting diverting but really i like irish soda bread Yep, uh with with, with butter um simple uh t- like you know warm straight from the oven mm-hmm. um you can make you make it with sour milk mm-hmm. if fact, growing up my mom would have bottles of milk and leave them on the shelf till they went off Right. so much so that the the build-up of sour milk would push this foil top off the top of the milk bottle. So there'd be a column of sour milk, almost solidified, pushing the oh. lid off. Yeah, so, and the rest of it was sort of like watery, vinegary. It looked disgusting. Yeah, and she just put all that into the mixing bowl with the flour and makes soda bread, and it tastes f- fantastic. Um, so so that's my that's my bread course. Uh, but yeah, soda so bread. would you like it made by your mum? Uh, yes or. My sister is quite good or pretty much any working class Irish woman. Yeah. Would probably any, do. do, yeah, do.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we, we can, yeah, we can sort that out. You okay. okay right. you, but you don't want to see the uh, the cows out the window yeah. for this one.
3: No, no, no. I mean, that's, that's just a kind of novelty, isn't it? For, for, um, it's when a lot of these posh restaurants are, they sort of try to make things, uh, or try to make it a visceral, authentic experience, don't they? And, um, It's just it's and if it it, if it does have a kind of a peasant flavor, it's normally sort of um, packaged peasant experience for rich people. Sure. Yeah. Do you think it helps in the cow? Uh, It's nice to know where it comes. It's nice to know it comes from. I mean, I'm I'm trying to be a vegetarian, but I do eat a bit of meat uh, if I know where it's come from. I won't order a curry. I won't order a curry with meat in it because I don't want to. I don't want to eat, you know, battery chicken. That's, I mean, when I was growing up, we had a butcher that lived next door, and our, and our Christmas turkey, it must have, I mean, it was like, we once had a 48-pound Christmas turkey. I swear to God, that turkey must have been walking around saying, please, somebody shoot me. <laughs> and we had to push it, we had to kick it into the oven. It almost came out square-shaped because it wouldn't quite fit in yeah. in the oven aperture. Yeah. Um and those days no one cared about hormones or chemicals it was just it was just quantity in those days. Yeah. This is a re- this is the biggest turkey that anyone's had this christmas therefore it's good therefore it's better. Yeah. More yeah. is better and less is worse. Yeah. And that was the the only the only real criteria um have you because have you had enough to eat? Yeah. It was like had, yeah. all the I used to read the Beano at the back of the Beano uh, if, the, if the main character wasn't being sort of uh, slippered or beaten by an adult for for some sort of misdemeanor, he'd been given a reward of a fiver, and it was and now for a feast. It yeah. was the end of every comic strip <laughs> because you know, those are oh, the best thing a child could have is just enough to eat. Yeah, yeah, a big yeah. plate of mash. It's incredible, incredible. It. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. well, those sausages. It's funny, too. isn't it? What do they get rewarded in with in the Beano now? Yeah, not... I don't. I've not read it for ages, but I mean, it was also. I don't. It really was. Uh, I think they tried to. I mean, what's it? it's like a curiosity now. I think it's like. I mean, they had like. The, the Walter and the Softies—they they got yeah. rid of it. You know, some basically sort of. I mean, clearly, it was clearly uh, slightly effeminate young boy yep. um, turned into the Softie, yeah, know, which is really not on message with current ways of thinking. No, um, no, so I think we've moved on. I think I like to think we've we, we've all moved on from the Beano.
2: <laughs> we haven't. We haven't. <laughs> we, we, we're we, in
3: it. We're in the Beano. Are you? We were. Were you really? In one episode, one tunnel, they yeah. drew us in a panel really? Mini the panel of many of the minks. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah I'm, sort of, I'm slightly jealous of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's why we're, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I thought you would be jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Your dream starter? Um, so Uh. I, I was trying to. Um. Uh, have we got in your head now about the Beano thing? <laughs> yeah. You have a bit. Yeah. 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 Um. I, I. What did she say? She made help me make notes here. I mean, yes. I, I said some sort of soup to go with the bread. It sounds really boring, doesn't it? But that. But I do. I don't. You know, having like I say, eaten at all the best restaurants in the Western Hemisphere, um, yeah. I, I would quite like a pea soup, but not pea soup. I don't like soups that are made when people blitz everything in a blender. Yeah. So it's all just one consistency. Mm. I like lumps of stuff. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I like yeah. pea soup that's got little bits of pea still yeah. in it. Yeah, whole than, peas or just bits? Yeah, of pea? Yeah, just just like broken down peas, yeah. like it's half broken down in in the greenness of the soup. Yeah. Um, and of course, white pepper. I'm a big white mm. pepper person. There's certain things that really bug me. Claire said, my daughter said, don't get ang don't get too angry about stuff. Yeah, you can get angry. Uh, okay. I don't, you don't, well, need to I don't to Okay. Well, yeah. basically. I'm fed up of restaurants that don't have white pepper. Yeah. Oh, they've all got this grinder, the big sort of grinder with the, the, the sort of black pepper. Yeah, and black pepper's great for pasta and, and stuff yeah. like that. It's great. But <laughs> years ago in this country, we used to have white pepper in every cafe. There'd be there'd be a little plastic thing of yeah. white pepper, and now you can't get any white pepper. Oh no, we don't have white pepper. We only have black pepper. Why? Why don't you have white pepper? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, on eggs, black pepper's. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> You have to have white pepper on eggs, on mashed potato, on shepherd's pie, yeah. uh, or on uh, macaroni cheese, white pepper. You have white white pepper is the only thing that will do
2: You're mainly putting it on quite pale stuff, so um, I imagine the yeah. white pepper, you don't know how much you've put on. Well, you just, you, you just, it you just give, it, you give it
3: a bit of a shake. It's a bit like a sort of – it's like talcum powder, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not. You know, and, uh, yeah. But it, it's people need to rediscover it. I think it's associated with sort of lo-fi – old-fashioned old ladies whatever that, that <laughs> that's um that people who are on trendy uh restaurant establishments think that don't don't really put it out there but i predict that there'll be a, a bit of a resurgence in, in yeah. white pepper in, within the next 5 years. Well, it's also partly used... because of this podcast. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think it'll probably help. So, I'm a big big white pepper person. Why did we get onto that? P- pea soup. Yes, yeah, so I would I yeah. I'd put white pieces. pepper on the pea soup. There you go. Yes. Yeah. So that, that that was why I mentioned that. What uh, what else? Uh just something else that bugs me while we're on things that bug yes. me. Um when it comes to because I can't really cook, but I can do a sort of a a, a um like a, you know, I can cook a a, a breakfast a yeah. cook, I do that quite well you know, yeah. I think
2: I, I think oh, of you every time I have a fried breakfast yeah so do I okay so so so, so, so parties did,
3: did, did, did we did that there was a party thing about fried breakfast so, and I, yeah. I don't I try to be vegetarian but I reserve the right to not be vegetarian when there's like a, an amazingly good like roast in a, in, a, in a proper like gastropub that really Used, you know aged beef in it, and it's mm. really, really yeah. Um, so I will do that if I, only if I know the provenance of where the meats come from. So yep. otherwise, it's you know we've been over that. It's not nice. It's not nice thinking about hot. And I don't like you know. And also, I don't yeah. want animals to be badly treated. With the breakfast, the part so, bit about the breakfast. Oh yes, yeah, so using the sausage as, as a breakwater. Water, yeah, to yeah. keep the beans away from the egg. Well, yeah. I'm still pretty. That, I mean, that is me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't mind beans. I don't mind beans on sausage, yeah. and I don't mind sausage and egg. <laughs> And I don't mind, yeah. You know, in, in in the old days, when I ate more meat, you know, bacon and egg, um, yeah. and, uh, and 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 beans and bacon, but but beans, just beans and egg, it doesn't quite work for me. So, but these days, I still do a black fried breakfast. But I'll, I'll do um, I use veg, good good. The, I mean, the the the, ve- the veggie meat options now are so good. You know, the, like the sausage yeah. in the mm. old days. Meat substitutes, like if you if you got veggie sausage, it was just vegetables put into a sausage shape. Yeah, yeah, that? yeah. Now it's um, now they seem a lot more tasty, and so uh, I have those. Uh, but I don't like people who put beans in the microwave. It really makes me angry. Yes. Um, not as angry as you know uh, human rights violations, but but uh-huh. pretty angry. <laughs> somewhere, and, uh, somewhere, somewhere between, some, yeah, somewhere yeah, between yeah, yeah. human rights violations and um, uh, a paper cut. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So he's what what. what microwave beans because when you put your microwave beans they come out hot yeah. and hard <laughs> hot mini bullets yeah. in some sort of yeah. watery tomato sauce what you need to do is put when you're doing a breakfast you, the first thing you put on is the beans, beans the and plant. really let them break down yeah. so it's almost like almost to the level of mushy peas but not quite yeah. so sort of mushy yeah. beans then they're much nicer to, to, to put on your, your breakfast so um, don't anyone puts beans in the microwave it's kind of it's, it's, I think there's I think it's i know they're probably maybe they're busy and they probably don't like me for saying that but i just think it's about quality of life at the end of the day because they even <laughs> sell them in
1: little microwavable pots don't they
3: yeah yeah i know that's just it's just that's just awful porridge you know people i mean you, you can you can microwave porridge it, it's fine but i mean some things actually i'm not anti-microwave you know yeah um i know some people are snobs who don't have microbes. Ooh Ooh, they give you cancer no they don't <laughs> don't give you cancer it's a Bad science, bad mm. science by people who make science up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so is the soup uh, your starter? <sighs> yeah. Sorry. That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it Sounds very boring, but you know, I like no. simple things well done, I good lovely. ingredients. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: yeah, are you saving a bit of bread from the bread course? to dip in?
3: Uh, you, yeah. I mean, but soda bread's quite heavy. So, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, going, I'm now backtracking on soda bread because I love soda bread. It's yeah. great with cheese. Great but I mean, yeah, soda bread, and cheese, soup—that that's a meal, really, and and also. Uh, my daughter class said, you, 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 "I said, look, none of this." She said, "She just plan it and think of what your perfect meal is." I said, "Well, there's loads of things I like yeah. individually, but they might not work <laughs> all together. Yeah. But I'm still going to say this is what I'm going to have in my meal. Not yeah. because not because it's, it works together harmoniously, because it actually doesn't really. But yeah. I love them all in their own different ways. So I'm going to put them together on the table." There that's fine. That's what okay. we. That's what we like okay. people to do. It doesn't have to yeah. have to go doesn't together. To, okay, it. good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. No oh, goals. good. This is your dream. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah.
2: So your dream main course is this going to be something out of left field after
3: the soup? Then, uh, well, now here, this is interesting because I think I've gone through a bit of a transition because I'm 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 not a baby boomer and yeah. I'm I think I'm Gen I think all it X is it like, well after mm-hmm. I'm sort of right after boomers. Boomers stopped. Yeah, in, very interesting. All this mm-hmm. stuff in about 1963 or four, mm-hmm. and what they stopped with the arrival of the pill, right? Basically, yeah. the, 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 there was loads and loads of babies, and yeah. then there weren't as many. So yeah. quite a surprise. Yeah. So, and I'm just on the cusp of the. Of, the, of that new lot. Right, yeah. yeah. So I, I grew up with um, very old, I mean, I grew up eating really nice food because my uh, mother, who's uh, half Irish, would cook uh, really fresh food. Not not because she was really keen on giving us the freshest food. It was just economically the best thing mm-hmm. to do is you make a mm-hmm. stew, use fresh vegetables and some meat or whatever, and, and it all tastes great. And... Um, she would do that for, for, for as a sort of an economic choice, not, not because she thought it was healthy, but and I was mm. jealous of all the kids at school who had find, Finders crispy pancakes. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted yeah, all yeah. the processed food. Um so uh that, that was sort of what I wanted. And my mother, I mean, when I go home now, I see my mom my mom has, makes vegetable soup, but it's the only and i go, oh, this vegetable soup tastes great. Yeah, because it's had a big bone uh, marinating <laughs> in it for like a month, you know. Yeah. Um it's the only vegetable soup that vegetarians can't eat. But uh, <laughs> uh so so I would have had. Very or, or things like in the old days, cheese and onion pie, or a roast, a roast dinner, or something. Mm-hmm. But but having, but now I've got I have, my daughter is very is a chef, yeah. And uh, you know I'm, I'm 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 only blowing her own trumpet because during lockdown she and used me and her boyfriend as guinea pigs for her her food, and I just sort of, it opened up my mind to the possibilities of really good vegetarian food with mm. incredible ingredients you know uh, so I uh, so I, I wouldn't have you know um my, my daughter's written down grandma food I mean <laughs> Meaning the food my mum makes, my mother, her grandmother. Only your daughter made these notes for you. Well, I was stood next to her and she was scribbling. Yeah, this is her handwriting. Yeah, uh, (laughs) uh, broccoli, garlic, chili pasta. That's the thing that she does for me. She's she does this thing where she just like blitzes uh, uh, anchovy and puts it in with like broccoli and garlic and chili and and pasta, and uh, it just tastes amazing. It's like it's not really expensive food. It's, it's that mm. whole new thing, I think, because she, uh, it's like, where's it? You, you know the east, you know the east of London where the trendy people yes. live, right? Okay. Right. Sorry. <laughs> I just... thought you were throwing <laughs> up there. Yeah, uh, yeah, not yeah, that, that bad. A, I mean, I, can can know, I, mean, I know they're safe. annoying, really, <laughs> right, But I mean, But, um, and it sort of starts to make me feel like a lot of this sort of posh, very posh, over-presented, over, uh, like Michelin-star restaurants, fine dining, where, it's like the, some of the joys, I mean, I, I love, they're very impressed with a lot of these chefs, but sometimes they take the joy out of food. Don't they? It's, it's so mm. perfected, it becomes almost fetishized and, and uh, elitist and and I call them the dot, dot, dot people because instead of putting the sauce on the plate, they go dot, dot, dot with the sauce and like sort of punctuation points and it's like, there's something just really anally retentive about it it yeah. really irritates me uh, and it's like, you feel like it's a masterpiece but you don't feel there's any love in it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you go, oh, yeah. this is really impressive food. I don't, uh, you know, and that lo- that sort of love cliche is really actually important because like the idea of food, people coming together, and you break bread with people, and you it's a celebratory thing, and it's and it's um and so uh, what I like, I suppose, is good peasant food, right? Really good, mm. and Rob Brydon always took sort of the piss out of me on, on the trip, saying, "Oh, he goes, I know, I know what Steve says, you know, simple ingredients, you know, the best ingredients, simply made, and all that," <laughs> which is. uh it's true. And um That is what he told when we had him on. He yeah. said if you ever
1: have Steve on this, he'll say he like simple ingredients, simply made. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's yeah. true.
3: Um and because in because peasant slash working class people in Europe, in Spain, France, Italy, even working class people eat really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't in England and they don't in America. They eat stuff in cardboard boxes given to them by multinational companies that go, Don't worry about your food, we'll give you this for three quid, right? Mm. So they eat rubbish uh, and i'm, I'm generalizing I'm generalizing obviously but but that is definitely a an issue and um the food i like is a food like like i just described which is actually not the ingredients aren't that expensive mm-hmm. they, uh, but they taste really great and they're accessible there's no meat in them but it's just really really good food so i'd have some sort of pasta dish mm-hmm. that my daughter would make and um for a side so in italy I love good tomatoes. Really hard to come by, aren't they? Really good ones. The the best Mm -hmm. ones are the ones you grow yourself. and Even posh, organic, sort of overpriced supermarkets still never quite get tomatoes the way they are if you take them out of a greenhouse. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd have those chopped up with a bit of salt, pepper, Mm a bit of olive oil. That's it. Some white bread, uh, fresh white bread. You can't beat that. Maybe some mozzarella if if you're feeling particularly indulgent, but that is a really good... That's that's what Rob's talking about when he, when he mocks my um <laughs> uh, is that that's the sort of stuff I like it's like really yeah simple fresh
1: This menu's yeah. fitting together by the
2: way I know you yeah. are
1: worried about yeah, it not but you know yeah, lovely yeah. pea yeah. soup and d- broccoli pasta yeah. yeah
3: I suppose I suppose it does, doesn't it? it's uh, yeah. yeah You like broccoli
2: <laughs> pasta do you I like broccoli pasta yeah, yeah. I had too but, much of it yeah. during lockdown though
3: Yeah it's I like yeah it all chopped and blitzed and just uh, I don't know and she anyway she does things that are very I can't quite Replicate, but it's. um Yeah. I mean, when, when, for example, when, when, if my daughter does me boiled eggs soldiers, yeah. she'll put tiny blitzed anchovy in, in, and whisk it up with the butter. Oh so wow! So it's just exactly the same as boiled eggs and soldiers, but just that little twist she'll put it will make you suddenly you'll go the, the toast tastes amazing just because there's yeah. tiny bits of anchovy in the butter. Amazing. And little things like that. So, so that. I'm kind of into that new uh discovery of 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 uh, that food that. That looks appetizing and nice. Yeah. but isn't over arranged and over preened, over fetishized, and this over. You know, a lot of these these TV shows at the moment are about this kind of this this perfection of presentation and everything. And I just think people are over it. And it's like is, you can have food that looks appetizing and honest mm. and not poncy. Yeah, frankly, yes, um, <laughs> poncy noncy food. I don't want to eat it anymore. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, I, I remember.
2: I think, is your would you say like your um, approach to comedy is similar? Because I, I remember seeing you being interviewed once. I think it was at the Edinburgh Comedy Awards, and you'd seen a lot of shows that month, mm. and you said that you would like to see like some rough and ready show. You preferred those shows.
3: Uh, well, I do. I, look, I like uh, I, um, a polished mediocrity. I, I don't. Yes. I'm, I'm I'm less interested in. Mm. I mean, I can see why people quite like it. It's like an easy read, isn't it? It's like sort of an airport novel mm. you know, of, of comedy. But uh, I I like things that are. Well as a kind of a journeyman you know I mean as as a sort of a that busman's holidays that people go he's really good isn't he and I go he's all right you know, well, I mean that's my <laughs> response to most of it but the, yeah. but, but when I what, what I like is when I see someone I go I don't quite, I go I don't know why why I can't quite figure out why they why they're funny I mean mm-hmm. Tim Key for example mm-hmm. I mean when I I met him it must be 15 16 years ago and I were I were, were, he auditioned for me when he was in his his early days and I remember watching him and he was making me laugh and I couldn't figure out why he was funny and and that's always much more interesting to me because I go because I think oh yeah I know how to do that and uh, oh yeah oh I see he did that And, and then you go oh yeah well you can do that you can say that really quickly And say it really loudly, or you can say it really quietly, and they're both funny. And and you 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 sort of learn that stuff, don't you? You're 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 old enough to know that you sort of you you start to learn those little patterns and structures Mm -hmm. about how you do comedy, and they're and they're great, and it's great fun, and and it's great also when you discover things where you go, oh, actually, you know, I'm I'm going to say this, I'm going to say that five times instead of three, and it'll still be funny, or play around with things, and you know. uh, when we did parties, what once we I mean we did the original TV series, but he's having a sex scene in the dark. It was a sex scene, and we thought, how long can we keep the people watching TV when it's literally a black screen? <laughs> <laughs> Almost as a challenge, just yeah. in and of itself, and that can help you find weird thing, things that are weirdly funny. For so that, that all that's wonderful being able to sort of explore that. But Tim Key, I couldn't I couldn't see what he was doing. I didn't understand what what was going on, yeah. what why I was laughing, or why what he was doing was funny. It was like a uh, I was sort of a bit lost, and that's weirdly exciting because I don't understand it. I can't deconstruct it, Yeah. and uh, so that's the sort of thing I like. That's that's so. But, but things that are interesting and different and and not not perfect yeah. Yeah. Tr- are more interesting to me. Or things almost like because a lot of people, you know, I was always very interested in doing stuff, and and I was quite challenged when I started working with Armando Iannucci and Patrick Marber and people. But um, I had to learn to go down that avenue of. Of experimenting and potentially failing uh, to discover, you know, a uh, di- 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 different, more interesting ways of, of being funny. Yeah, um, or quite it's quite learnt, you know, because uh, a lot of prof- you can be, you can, be, if you're very, very professional in this business, very professional, and you consistently deliver stuff which is just above average, you can have a very long career and <laughs> and, and and you know have a nice mortgage, a nice house, and all that, but. I mean and good, good luck to those people but yep. um, I just like seeing uh, things where you you know Vic and Bob you see, they were one of the first people to do it you think oh, why, are they, why the hell is that funny I don't know what's going on like, I can't figure it out but it, it, it's making me laugh you know and let's try and fold that back into the food thing <laughs> yeah um <laughs> So well, t- Tim yeah. Tim Key, is the, bro- Tim, the broccoli pasta yeah. is like Tim is like Tim it Key. It is maybe? a bit, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah and uh, sometimes that stuff is uh, looks odd, but it's sort of going back to basics. Because you look at like you know Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton and Stan Laurel. That's you. So, oh yes, I did. Yeah. Play, yeah, oh yes, I played him. Um, but um, but, um, but they they sort of um, they did stuff where you couldn't quite know, yeah. So it sounds like it's, it's not really avant-garde. It's just sort of trying to just shake things up a bit. I think yeah. it's good in yeah. the box of Lego that it's comedy, is comedy. It's to yeah. shake it up a bit sometimes and then start building stuff again.
2: Yeah, yeah. Build, build something that looks like Yeah,
3: yeah. This is going really well.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Your dream drink is safe. Like Dream, dream, dream. Okay, so uh, yeah, I talked to my daughter about this. I said, what, "What's that?" Well, I don't know what my. I don't. I don't drink anymore. I used to drink yeah. uh, a lot, uh, maybe a bit too much uh, sometimes. But yeah, um, if I, if I was still drinking, it would be. Uh, and this is really church. I made is don't like lagers. I mean, they're all right, but the best drink of all, by far, the one that I miss because uh, I don't drink, is bitter. Is and that's I think Alan's actually might have said that. But anyway, bitter, room temperature, bitter, yeah. hand pumped in a, from a pub. Not chilled, so it's just at room temperature, not that fizzy, a bit flat. Yeah, uh, that to me is a perfect. I just love the taste of of that. Do you have a particular, a particular bitter? Well, the weaker the bitter, the better, and that's not because of not wanting to have as much alcohol, it just tastes better. So, you get like 3.8 percent, is that's a good, or 3.6 or 3.8, that's a really good because it's about it. And the reason they're not that popular in, in pubs is they don't keep. Mm-hmm. They don't keep as well, so they, unless someone drinks them quite quickly, they're got to, they, they lose the bit, goes off. So they're all four point eight and five, and you think, oh great, loads of alcohol in that. It's actually not a better drink; it's an inferior yeah. drink because <laughs> the lower alcohol content is the better, the better, better. <laughs> <laughs> in one of the the mugs, the sort of mug. No, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a dick about it. I'm, uh, no, I just like. I know in a normal glass. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, yeah. not uh, I'm not like a real ale. Uh, sure. But so, no, I'm just uh, so that would be. Oh, uh, oh, but the thing is, because I don't do that now, I go through fads uh, as my daughter knows where I go. I get into a certain kind of thing, like a kombucha. You know, mm. I was buying loads of kombucha, trying different kind of kombuchas. That's what he goes with. And um, you love that as well. Love kombucha. Yeah. The sourness combined with the sweets. I don't like things that are too sugary. Uh, mm. And then the CBD drinks. So I'm getting this all those. Yeah. And, yeah. and then yeah. I go that phase. And then I go back to the, the kombucha. And then I just like. Um, you know, uh, I quite like those uh, Dutch of Cornwall orange jiggers. Well, I, I've J- not had them. Okay. Uh, it's like sort of just, what well, jigger is like a posh person's name for orange jigger for just orange juice. Yeah. I think this might be fizzy. So, yeah, I do like uh, Prince Charles, Dutch, King Charles, King Charles, Dutch of Cornwall produce, even though I am an anti-monarchist. <laughs> <Yes>. It's interesting because <laughs> when I buy that stuff, I go... Uh, yeah. I don't like having a royal family, but I do like his produce, yeah. <laughs> and so I feel a bit torn. But I, 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 make, I think I you
1: noise. can be anti-monarchist, but
3: also admit they've done some things right. Uh, yes, they orange juice is spot I on. Don't yeah, I, yeah. Do. I suppose it's because just because most of the people who are into it all those flag waving, plastic boats of people are just yeah. I, I think are kind of idiots because they support a power structure that keeps a foot on the throat of working class people. Yep, yeah. and um. She's not very keen on that kind of thing. But, yeah, yeah, agreed. But, yeah. but uh, biscuit, having so. said that, uh, you know, the Queen worked very hard. And uh, yeah, so, mm. so she's all right. She was all right. Yeah, The rest of them are problematic for me.
2: Okay. I guess they're also like pouring, like while they've got,
3: their foot on the throat, they're pouring juice in the mouth. Yeah, yeah when the foot... The foot's on, but at least King Charles, if he, if he, as the head of a power structure, even unwittingly and, and maybe subconsciously, has his foot collectively on the throats of working-class people um, by being party to a power structure that rewards the blah, blah, blah. You, you can fill in the rest yourself. Uh-huh. Uh, while he's doing that, while he's got his foot on the throats, you're right, he's, he's uh, putting orange jigger in their <laughs> mouths 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 your dream dessert okay so this is interesting uh, to me um yeah. whether it's interesting to other people will remains to be seen but um i do like uh, I'm a big rhubarb person. Yes. I mean, yeah, I, I so rhubarb. If I see, if I scan a menu, what I do yeah. is I do like a fast word search for the word rhubarb. <laughs> yes, I'm in with my head, like a computer, pretend to yeah. be a computer. You pretend to You're be pretending pretend to be a computer. Yeah. Whose so only programming is, is to, find, is the to word find the word rhubarb yeah. on the menu. When I see, and I see the word rhubarb, I just go, "I'll have that." I don't yeah. care what it is. It's got rhubarb. In it. I'll yeah. have it. Yeah. Um, forced rhubarb, which yeah. is uh, in the 1970s would have been a hilarious thing for someone like John Inman to talk about yeah. when are you being served? Um, but, but, um, that, that we've moved on from them, but it is, yeah. it does sound like it's uh, sort of funny in some way, but it's not forced rhubarb, which is pink, <laughs> which is pink, pink rhubarb. Yeah. Again, still sounds a bit rude. Um, yeah. it, it, it is rhubarb, which is grown in dark sheds. Yeah. Uh, with no light, so that the rhubarb is forced to sort of—it's almost like the sort of the, the, the equivalent of the, the veal equivalent of vegetables. Yes. Like. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, fruit, is it a fruit or a vegetable? It's a vegetable, isn't it? It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's well, a veg. Rhubarb is it? I'm not sure. It is. It yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it's based it it have seeds. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and um, forced rhubarb is naturally pink. Mm-hmm. So so most rhubarb when you're growing. Grow yeah. If you like me, you get rhubarb crumble. You get like a bit of green rhubarb. A little yeah, bit yeah. pink. A little bit green. That yes, but a lot of sugar in it. Yeah. The pink rhubarb, you don't have to m- put much sugar. It's naturally sweet. That's mm-hmm. why it's called forced, because it's, it's pink. So there you go. Very interesting. So yes. I I you can have, hear it um, creaking, can't you, when it's growing? I know you've got yeah, really you, stuff can, you can You, can, can, you can't. Always yeah. Do always yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting forced rhubarb. They have candles in the sheds. It's Really, really weird. Yeah. It looks like a sort of Wicker Man yeah. dessert. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so yeah, I'd have rhubarb. Ru- uh, now, now, I do remember a dessert I had about 2010, I think, on the trip. To the, the it was called the trip with Rob Ride and we were in England and yep. it was at Hipping Hall in our, which is sort of between so like Lancashire and New Yorkshire. No, no, no. I, I slept no. <laughs> with a woman at the that place called the Inn at Whitewell. Yeah, there was because it's semi-fictional. I I slept with the uh, the the woman on front desk yes. of the hotel yeah. 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 consensually even within the fiction. Yeah. Um. And uh, <laughs> but but when. But when we and it's a real these are real establishments, but we mix up the actors. So some people are played yeah. by real people, some people are played by actors. But happy to say that the woman I simulated <laughs> ha, having slept with yeah. in the drama uh, was an actor playing someone who worked on front desk who showed me to my room. We had a conversation. It went from there, but, uh, but um, uh, and developed in a, yeah. in, a, in a in a in a way that was so respectful it was staggering. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway. So but someone but the, but when we finished the episode yeah. went out some people would go to the hotel because oh, yeah. I went about I went I do go to that hotel to eat the food it, it, it's a, a place in, in at whitewell it's a nice sort of country pub and it, it's a, it's lovely I I went it's some of these places I went to before we made the trip I went oh I know that place great but some people go to the hotel and ask for the <laughs> actor, the, the <laughs> character was called Magda <laughs> right. saying, is Magda here behind front desk you know, it can can we can we see Magda like <laughs> like I'd really slept with someone who worked behind the cancer. Can yeah. Magda show me think, to my room? It, the weird thing is, it's like, because it's semi-fictional, there's like a camp. I wake up in bed with a woman. Do people think that there's a camera crew waiting for me to wake up in my... B- it's like, it's... it's yeah. I don't know, people get a bit confused, but... Uh, well, Rob had people consoling his wife... Uh, yes. After, uh, uh, ...during the school run, because he'd cheated on her. Yeah, because on one episode he sleeps with... Uh, yeah, I mean, we changed it up a bit, because I have... In reality, I have a daughter, and yeah. the trip, I have a son. And yeah. uh, So we always mixed it up a bit, just so to just to confuse uh, our enemies. <laughs> <Yeah. you know? laughs> um, they can't do anything so, for that. No, they, yeah, go, they, they don't. Know, they go. I don't know what's yeah. real, what's not. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so 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 uh, the hipping yeah. hall had uh, this rhubarb. Uh, d- uh, dessert that had rhubarb re- done about four different ways, all within the same thing, like rhubarb jelly, rhubarb mix oh. uh, sort of like blitzed rhubarb, like sliced rhubarb, all stacked up on this this layered thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've not had it since, and I've not forgotten it. And I sometimes think I'm going to go back there one day and see if they still do that. Dessert, mm-hmm. It uh, it stayed with me as a, des- as a dessert. And, I'd uh, love that. that uh, having, having said that, I'm going to have another one, which is um okay. that uh, that generally speaking. Uh, when it comes, I mean, now I'm a huge because there's a tour between that and Trifle. Trifle, I'm a right. huge Trifle fan. Trifle, never heard of it in America. Yeah. You can't know most gen. Z's are a bit stare at you and you say I like trifle. You know, yeah. You're on about, think it's wa- awful or something. They you, don't even it.
1: do they stare at you because you're just saying
3: saying that completely out the bro- yeah because I say it to people uh, in um I was saying it people at London Bridge Station. I go through <laughs> yeah, the yeah. turnstiles <laughs> and um, like yeah they, and they get so weirded out I'm like I'm just telling you which I'm just tell, telling you that I like trifle. It's <laughs> your problem. Yeah. You know. uh, anyway, so. Uh, yes, try, trifle is just gets it's um, it's not really made a big comeback, has it? You know, like bread and butter pudding mm. and those sort of like I say, working class peasant desserts that get reinvented by posh restaurants. They go, look, 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 remember this. Here's, here's a posh version of the working class thing. Mm. And it's quite nice, but trifle never got that, re, got reinvented like that. Mm. And I think it's one of those desserts where they use it's like a way of using up stale cake or something like that. Because yeah, yeah. it's got it's like bread and butter pudding, was like you are using stale bread. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. you've got cake. Jelly, custard, yeah. cream, and sometimes sprinkly bits. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Sprinkly yeah. bits yeah. on the top. I mean, it, it the, and it really—that's a. It tastes great. I mean, I don't yeah. know why why it fell out of fashion. Uh, I'm
1: sure time. it's due but a comeback at yeah. some point. Yeah. someone will. I mean, even maybe Marks and Spencer
3: still do one, and I do when I, you it's know, if I'm, if I'm if I'm, you know, when, when I'm going. <laughs> I um I go up to Lake District a lot. Yeah, I've got a cottage there that my family use. Uh, it's not like a second home, loads of people use it. I'm really generous with it, get off my back. Uh, so and um, when we when I go there, we I, when you stop off and get sort of you know, I get my bread and coffee and tea, yeah. in case I'm not so I've got essentials for the morning milk and milk, yeah, all that. I will sometimes also go, well, oh, I think I'll have that trifle as well, and so I'll put a trifle in the carrier bag, yeah, and uh. So, there you go. Uh, do you guess? Um, kind of that, and that's kind of the end of my story <laughs> about trifle and dessert. One of
2: your – we had one of your friends and colleagues on the podcast and they chose trifle as their dessert. Oh. Do you think you could guess which one? Someone that, you know, I mean, definitely you've worked with a lot, chose the trifle as their dream dessert.
3: Did it be our mandarin, she? Yes. 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 Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's some – do you know what? That – that Yeah. I'm pleased I got you that. You are very pleased. <laughs> yeah. I can see that you're pleased. I with was, that. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm working with him again, uh, which I haven't done for years. But um, it's funny when you work when you work with a group of people, so intensely, you're you're you also go off in different directions, and then you come back, and um, it's quite nice to to do that. You go because. Uh, it's only when, you know, years later, I mean, it's 30 years ago nearly that I worked with Armat, well, it's over that, since we worked on radio, but we did, the first TV thing we did was called The Day-to-Day. And uh, yeah, amongst c- c- comic circles, it's sort of revered as a sort of a, a stand-up. I mean, we only did six episodes on, on, on TV. But, but but that was, you know, that was really exciting, so exciting at that time when I was like 20-something, working on a show and thinking, which for when you're in this business, it happens occasionally, you go, there's no one else I'd swap places with right now. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those moments.
2: Can we hear a few more of those moments before we wrap up? I, I'd like to know the yeah. points in your career where you've felt that. Because okay. sometimes, like, the character you play on the trip is always looking at whatever people are doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's, but it's quite nice to... Yeah. I think people would love to hear the points well, okay. in your career. Well, where OK,
3: you're all right, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, part of the comic conceit of the trip is that I'm on the back foot and a bit irritated by other people's success. And there's some truth in that, but not so much that it's all consuming. Mm-hmm. But Rob does obviously have to pick at that and go, oh did you see they're doing well, aren't they? And that just, just <laughs> needling me, you know. Uh but I had a really it was really great when I got the film that I produced, wrote, and acted in with Judy Dench got four Oscar nominations. Philomena. Uh, Philomena. And Rob was saying, um <laughs> we were, <laughs> I think we were we were improvising on one of the trips the, the, the trip to Spain or something. I can't remember what it was. It was after this, I, I got all this, you know, adulation. Mm-hmm. And he tried to go me because my sort of contemporary sound like Sashman Cohen, Simon Pegg, uh, Ricky Gervais, <clears throat> who also you know, had made this, had this impact in America, which I didn't quite yeah. have. And also, uh, he, he said, um, uh, Lake Bell is, is uh this is, is an American comic actress who I'm a huge uh fan of and and also she's very beautiful and she's very funny but that's but and and so she's sort of uh somebody you think wow she's a, she'd be a great person to act with in a movie because she'd like she'd be glamorous and, and and smart and funny and all the, all those things mm-hmm. um anyway I remember Rob saying, oh, I see uh, your mate Simon Pegg doing a film with uh, late Bell. You like her, don't you? <laughs> like, just, 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 just to wind me up. You know? And I go, well, anyway, this is the time he's saying. And uh, so and so. And would anyway, he would do stuff like that. But this time he was doing it. And I, and I just went, Rob, yeah, four Oscar nominations. <laughs> and he'd go, yes, and what about that? And i just go, Rob, four, 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 like that. And it would stop it was sort of trap trounce, anything he yeah, tried and yeah. throw at me. And he got really frustrated. And he went, Oh, this is not going to work anymore. But, um, yeah, it does still work with uh, circus. Like, cause then it, cause then, uh, then you don't repeat that success for quite a while. And then, uh. then he goes, Oh, that was ages ago. Yeah. Remember, remember when you were really good. Yeah. So, so, um, so you do get moments like that. I think there was a, a moment when we did I am Alan Partridge's first series that really landed I, I got amazing it did get amazing reviews and then you do stuff you think you're equally proud of and it just doesn't quite land uh but generally speaking i've had more hits than misses mm-hmm. and i'm really and i love what i do love working hard uh it you know uh, so but I, i've i've you know, i've made a few a couple of bomb steers but generally you know doing Stuff which is, um, you know, I like taking risks Mm -hmm. because it's very hard to get uh, someone, sometimes it's a summer enthusiasm because I'm naturally quite lazy. But if you're doing something where you go, if I get this wrong, it's not like if this goes well, it'd be really great. But if I get this wrong, this will be really bad and you'll look shit and everyone (laughs) will think you're, it's going to really, it's not then that makes you think. I want I better. Well, I better concentrate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I better try and do the best job I can. Uh, so, so I like. I like to. You know, I'm, I'm. I'm lucky enough that I'm secure enough that I can go. Let's um. <clears throat> let's play for high stakes and see if we win. Yeah. And uh, you know, m- most of the time. Uh, uh, I do but because if it does fail it's not. I'm not going to be penniless I'm just going to be very unfashionable <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but I'll still be able to you know, put a roof over my head so yeah. so uh, also I, mean, I always stayed off social media which has really 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 it's bad in some ways because people don't someone goes oh I didn't know you had a new thing out uh, yeah well I do um it's it's good that i don't get sucked into it but it's very that i don't get sucked into things and i can't publicize things, but i do put everything into creative process so mm. any junk going in your head and you just throw it's so cathartic you throw it all into whatever you're doing whether it's a drama or writing a drama which i do a bit of that now and or comedy you just throw it all in and um it's all It's all... uh, What's that Nora Ephron thing? Everything is copy, you know. Uh Uh, Any bad personal experiences, any bad things that... Anything people you're angry with in real life, uh, things that bother you on the news, whatever, just chuck it all in there, stir it up, put it in the oven. Put it in the oven if it's a big uh, old turd. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, but the, yeah, yeah, anyway, that was that was a long winded answer to you. No, but you folded person. it back into food. You put you put it yeah, in the oven at the end. Um, so. I'm trying to think. What the, I'm just looking to see if there's any bits that I've missed. Yes.
1: Yeah, food wise, not yes. not. I find no. it quite suspicious Thank that your daughter wrote that down for you, and she just helped. and the, the main the dream main course is something that she cooks. I know. So well, I, I know. I, I did say
3: look, I want to say that. It. She said, "I want to say that." She said, "No, you don't need to do that." And I said, "Yeah, but it really does. I really do. It's like a window into a new way of." eating that, that's like that, I mean some people younger people who've got disposable income and are not mainstream well, you know those people that, the people who live in those areas mm-hmm. those areas in like Manchester and all, every city's got that area haven't they the way you go into all and I do like things that are like repurposed and you know that kind of lived in beaten up kind of. I don't like things that show off. I don't like food that shows off. I don't like interiors that show off. I don't like cars that show off. I don't like anything that shows off. Mm-hmm. I like things that are comfortable and feel like they've got integrity when you look at them and and taste it and and uh, yeah, stuff like that.
2: But <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> read your menu back to you now, Steve. See how you feel about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would like room temperature northern tap water. You would like warm Irish soda bread with butter made by. Uh, any working-class Irish woman. Mm-hmm. Starter, you would like chunky pea soup with white pepper. Mm-hmm. Main course, broccoli pasta made by your daughter. Mm-hmm. S- side dish, fresh tomatoes <laughs> with olive oil, salt and pepper, <laughs> fresh white bread, maybe some mozzarella if you're feeling like it. Yeah. Drink a pint of room temperature bitter. Mm-hmm. And dessert, well, to be we set along the trifle or the rhubarb four ways from hip and haul? Yeah,
3: yeah. That, that, I mean, that, I'd, I'd be happy. I'd, I'd be happy with that. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stand by that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first time as well we've ever had a guest listen to their own menu back and check it off against the one they've got in front yeah. of them.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get it right. Yeah. I'm really happy with that. Yeah, no, that's a lovely one. Yeah, it sounds delicious. It sounds, delicious. It sounds yeah. absolutely It doesn't delicious. sound pretentious. but It also doesn't sound like I'm trying to go, "Oh, I'm really working class, for me. I like fish and chips and and, and, and chip butty and I'm really I'm I'm, you know, which is equally annoying as the posh people who say, "Oh, I like a who go on about the yeah, I've had those. If you've ever had those twenty-four course menus, I mean, I, I, that sounds like me complaining about something. that no, Most people don't get to experience because they're astronomically expensive, and you yeah. know they get they, they get it takes longer to describe. the, I mean, yeah, basically for those who haven't experienced, it, you get twenty-four courses. That's the most you probably ever, ever have. And it's like a little thing, and they come along and describe it. But this is a bit of foam and a bit of this is looks like soil, and it's made from freeze-dried mushrooms. That look, so it looks like you're eating soil. I don't know why people want to do that. And uh, and then and they talk about it and describe it and it li- it literally takes longer to describe the food than it does to eat it because they describe it and you take it and you go and you go, wow that's really interesting <laughs> yeah. and then that goes on and after about two and a half hours you you then you're like I I just want to I just want to go home and watch telly with a sandwich with some yeah. toast cheese on toast yeah. Uh, so I'm not mad keen on those. Po- I do, you know, I do like a posh restaurant, but I'm not mad. There's a guy called Simon Rogan who's, yeah. who's who yes. I really Long love. Cleoom. Long Okay, yeah. so I, I ate at Long and I've been there a few times and they have quite Was a that lot. episode one of the trip? Uh, it, was, was it was. Yes. It? Yeah,
2: it was. Yeah.
3: No, it wasn't. They're, it in was. A, in a white well. It, was. it? it
2: was. It was Long Clune.
3: <laughs> it's, quite, do you know, it's a great lesson there Is that if you just yeah. insist, you're, insist yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stand by what you say Even when all the facts yeah, Are crumbling yeah. did you see, around yeah, yeah. Did you see what I did I
1: went yeah, I mean, yeah. was, was that
3: episode one you know, I was asking you yeah, yeah, And uh, James yeah. just went Straight yeah, in yeah, with, It yeah. was Yeah, yeah. It, not, um, no, it wasn't In a white world but, um, it, it was in a white world. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good I, yeah. It's shifting your position Yeah, like, it's not when you argue with someone you go hang on you've changed your position and they go no I haven't I like, was um, pretty pleased with myself you now you're just agreeing with me yeah. that's what you want yeah, yeah because Benito's googled
1: it now and found out that so course, Steve surprisingly yeah. you the person <laughs> of the programme were but, right but
3: anyway I want to say too, but Simon Rogan is good because he also does do like a, a, like yeah. a browser like he does do I, I once had mashed potatoes lentils and black pudding one of his and it was done brilliantly. So he can he can do yeah he can do the simple yeah. stuff and the complex fancy stuff. But on balance, I prefer the the simple stuff.
2: He very nicely uh, sent a box to us during lockdown. Oh yeah, I had a ribbon on it that said his name on it over and over again: Simon Rogan, Simon Rogan, all over it. And um, when I got cats, we were trying to like make some toys for them to keep them entertained. One day, and there was a little furry monkey that one of them liked playing with. So we tied the Simon Rogan ribbon around it. And we'd use that to, like, throw it out, so and they get it. And then we started just casually referring to the monkey as Simon Rogan. Yes. And now that's a thing that just... <laughs> just normal now, isn't it? Yeah, like, yesterday... And also, the cat is now taken to... If one of the other cats is feeling a bit sad or ill, she brings them Simon Rogan to cheer it up. Oh, and uh, nice. we, we've started just... I was saying, oh, yes, yeah, he's been a bit quiet today, but... She bought him Simon Rogan, and, oh, and realizing in my head, this has yeah. become a very normal yeah. thing that yeah. I now say, yeah. Yeah. even though it's not Simon Rogan because yeah. he's a man.
1: You actually yeah. shouldn't give cats yeah. ribbon. Is it no. nice?
3: No, that's uh, no. Because they swallow it, and then it
1: come if it comes out their anus, and it's still out their mouth. If you it, either way you pull it, you're going to
3: cause you could, internal you could, damage. You could, yeah. yeah, and you can't floss your intestines. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a fact.
2: Steve, thank you for coming in. <laughs> thank to you to so the Dreammaster.
3: <laughs>
1: Well there we are, James. What a fun chat with Steve Coogan. Fantastic. Everything Fantastic. I hoped it would be. Yes. It was very, very good. Uh lovely menu as well. Yeah. He'd really thought about it. Shout out to his daughter. Shout out to his daughter. He really helped him with it as well. Wrote it all down for him. Yeah. Which was lovely. I thought that was a nice uh, sort of personal uh, heartwarming touch.
2: Yeah, yeah. Very nice. And uh, most importantly, Toblerone did not feature on there. So we didn't have to kick Steve Coogan out of the Dream Restaurant.
1: Thank the Lord. Do go and buy Alan Partridge, Big Beacon, the new Partridge book. It's fantastic. You can get it on uh, on ebook and audio if you want or you can get it in more traditional hardback. Uh, <laughs> lovely to speak to Steve. And do go and see Doctor Strangelove, yeah. which is October 2024 at the Noel Coward Theatre, but it is on sale now. Even though it's a while off, you can get tickets now. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah I'm so excited. And look, it can't all be about the Partridge book, James. Yes, yes. Because I've got a book coming out. Tom- tomorrow, if you're if you're listening to this, on the day it comes out, 26th of October, Glutton, The Multicourse Life of a Very Greedy Boy is out
2: officially. It's publication day, baby. Yeah. Ed gave me my copy today. I was very excited. And... I cannot say this about, I can't really think about a book I can I can say this about. I laughed at the inside jacket. Yes. It's because
1: it's pictures of me as a baby and James finds that funny. Immediately made me laugh.
2: Yeah. With some, I won't spoil it, but with some uh, things that Ed wrote as a child as well for school. Yes. I mean, how many books can you say that about? <laughs> they make you laugh before you've even started reading them. Yeah, that's
1: true. I suppose the hope is then you continue to laugh as you as you read the book. And I'm sure I will. Yes, I'm sure you will as well. Anyway, that's out tomorrow. Thank you. Let's do some food shout-outs,
2: James. Yeah. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to The Windmill in yes. Brighton. When I was there recently in Brighton, uh, George Egg, a very funny comedian, and, the, and the Snack Hacker, yes. if you want to look look him up on YouTube, and myself, we, we went to The Windmill, and they were doing a photo shoot for their new menu. Yeah. And said, Well, you can just eat the food, we'll photograph it and then you can eat it. So we got a free meal. Yes. Of the whole mate of this whole menu. Yeah. It's absolutely delicious. I highly recommend it. So yeah, if anyone's in Brighton, they should go. And I would recommend getting the, the ham sandwich. That was my favourite ham and egg sandwich. We're going to Brighton soon. Yeah. Well, let's go get the sandwiches. Yes, please.
1: Now recently on the podcast, James uh mm. shame shamefully just mm. asked for some chocolate. Yeah. Just said send me some chocolate. And you know what, at the time I thought, oh, dear me, it's a dirty sellout. But then all this chocolate arrived, uh, and I'm quite excited about it. So Land yeah. Land Chocolate sent us some chocolate.
2: Yeah, delicious.
1: Delicious. Pump Street. Pump Street Chocolate sent us some chocolate, thank you. Uh, and Flower and White uh, sent us these bars that are sort of meringue, flavoured meringue bars.
2: Very good. And little some little bites. bites as
1: well, and I've been popping those in my mouth every time I go out. You have out, been popping them in the your mouth, office. walking yeah. around.
2: Um, yeah, thank you for all of those. They've been great. We've been... Yeah. I, I especially have enjoyed the um, white chocolate with cacao nibs. Oh, hello. From um, land. Lovely.
1: Uh, so there's probably some people who work for chocolate companies out there pretty jealous now. Yeah. Going, I can't believe we didn't send them any chocolate. I guess there's a way of, mm. of rectifying that.
2: You know, balls in your court, I guess. Chocolate balls in your chocolate court. Yeah. S- serve, it, serve it over the net. Here
1: serve we are it over the net.
2: Open mouths. We also got sent some drinks, James. And I think this is down to me as well. These this are things that I you. shouted out. Yeah. Causton Press have got a new flavour. The little beggar boy. Pineapple flavour, a tropical yes. Causton Press. Loved it. Yeah. D- drank it the other day. Um. Also, green cola. Have uh, I mentioned them on the, you did the sour cherry episode? Drink, yeah. So they, they, they sent us some sour cherry, some lemonade, tried that yet. some orange, some cola. Yeah. So they've sent those over. Very excited. And LA Brewery sent their kombucha over. You know, I'm a fan of the booch. I said that to the to Kooks.
1: Yeah, Booch uh, is a fan of the Kooks.
2: Yeah, yeah. So uh, Danish, Danish Booch. Sometimes you just say things the wrong way around, You just got to run with them, you know. Yep. And so very excited. All of those. I mean, we've got a lovely fridge here at off menu, and it's great to open oh. it and see so many nice drinks in there.
1: Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. See ya.